so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a new podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, everyone. It is the week of July 22nd, also known as Chance Week. It's Chance Week. Chance the Rapper. Debut album. Debut. <laughs> Debut. <laughs> you turn Lion King real quick. <laughs> Debut. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is the best one this, ever. This might be a rough episode if I can't hey, pronounce it. It's that debut. <laughs> but yes, Chance is releasing his, <laughs> his, his debut album on Friday. This We're Friday. looking forward to it. The Big Day. The Big Day. The Big Day. It's called The Big Day. That's actually the name of it. Yeah. But yeah. This is episode four, week of July 22nd. Hope yeah. you are having a good Monday morning. What? I'd like to buzz myself. I'm sorry. I was roasting you there, and I shouldn't have, and I should have been more supportive of your uh, your word choice, and I, that was my fault. I That's apologize. Fair. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, keeping yourself accountable. That means a lot to me. I didn't realize it, and I was mid-laugh, and I was like, uh-oh. I did say, I I did say debut. Yeah. It's got real line. Debut. Um, hey, debut. Hey, debut, boo, boo. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm laughing with you, though. Yeah. I'm laughing with yeah. you today. Yeah. Man, this is getting off to a fantastic start. I love it, though. This is going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. I already have something to look forward to. We always have something to look forward to, though. Yeah. That's, so, that is a good mindset. Yeah. I've been doing bad at that. Yeah. I'm always trying to find something on the calendar to be excited about when I should just be excited about today. Yeah. I have something to look forward to on this podcast because it's all, it can't get any worse than saying debut to start it <laughs> off. So... I mean, it definitely can get worse. I mean, it probably um, will get and worse. And I think that it was amazing, so I'm glad it happened. Well, man, what's good in your life? Oh, man, it's so it's so sad. What? I prepared all my headlines and haikus, I and I didn't even think, think about, about this part, man. But Thanks. I do have a lot of good things, and I'm getting better about forcing myself to ask other people what wins are in their life. And so I've been thinking myself, and um, I think what is good is that I'm teaching this weekend. And so that's been really, really good for me this week to just process through uh, marriage and um, what that looks like in our own lives and our foundation. So that's been really helpful for me this week. Uh, my sister also recorded the most amazing video of my daughter um, laughing and clapping. And uh, Katie's playing it like on repeat at home. And so it's kind of hard to be in a bad mood when that's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got birthday parties coming up this weekend. And. It's going to be a fun weekend. So I'm really happy and excited to be here. And I'm having some amazing coffee from you that you made. Some cold brew. Yeah. So thanks for that. Hopefully it'll get better. That's that's part of my what's good is it's finally back to to making some cold brew. So that's good in my life because I, I like I like me some cold brew. I made, a, I made a pretty big jar of it. Yeah. Pretty big. Logan already drank half of it. Sorry. But, so there's, but there's a little bit left. Yeah. I'm excited for this week. It being chance week. Got me some cold brew. I know people are probably tired about me talking about the fence, but I had a little breakthrough with the fence. Oh, that's right. I found out how to stre- stretch out the wire myself, so now I'm not as likely to hammer my thumb because I don't have to worry about yep. 
pulling the fence tight and hammering at the same time. So that was, that was awesome for me. So hopefully that'll be done in the next couple of days. So that's that's mainly what's good in my that's life. Great. That's great. You you accomplished the task. Yeah, we got a we got a dresser for the nursery for super cheap. Very excited. At a I don't know if I'm allowed to say store names, but we got a we got a uh, dresser for our uh, nursery. That What's was it rhyme with that was half price. It rhymes with shirt cheap. Okay. Okay. I don't know what it is. Oh, you don't? Okay. Oh, I can't figure it out. I was there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We're Emily's going to pick out a glider for the nursery tomorrow with her mom. So we'll have a we'll have a crib, a dresser, and a glider. Literally all you need. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all the furniture going in our nursery. So that's literally we're getting all you there. Need. So that's super exciting. It's getting super real. We're like five weeks and almost cried in two days out of almost having, crying. having our first kid. <sighs> so that's good. That's gonna be the best. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. I need to start writing some haikus about him. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that next week before you. <laughs> I wanna write one about him. Yeah. Uh, that's what I need to start doing. Did you bring one today? A haiku? Yeah. Oh, of course I did. That's I'm good. excited about it. We got a we got a we got a new guest on this segment too. We let's, do. So let's get into it. Let's do Happy it. Happy hi hi a hi hi haikus. So how do you want to do this? Do you want uh us to go or do you want the let's go, do you want the guests to go? Let's let's uh let's hear the guests real quick. Hey Alexa, tell me a haiku. Magic of winter, somehow a chill in the air, brings warmth to our hearts. Super off topic because it's summer and she just gave us a winter haiku. Maybe she's trying to remind us of a different time. Maybe, maybe. But she needs to be more in the present, probably. We shouldn't buzz her, but we could warn her. Yeah. Probably. If you do that again, Alexa, you're getting buzzed. I probably shouldn't have said her name because now she's probably about oh, to Oh, she didn't register. Up. So we're good. Man, what do you got? What's yours? You want me to go? Yeah. I'm excited about mine for some reason. So just to give one quick preface, I've noticed that when I'm doing haikus, a word or a theme pops in my head just quickly, and then I can't get away from it. Yeah. So a word and a theme popped in my head, and I spent too much time trying to make it fit, and I figured it did, out. Did, when, when did you write this? Is this a bank back one, or is this a new one? No, I, I have like all these written down, but I feel, I don't know why, I feel like I need to write one every week. I'm, I'm that, I have a lot banked back, and I keep writing them. Like, I wrote mine literally while I was in there making the outline for this episode. Yeah. So, like 20 minutes ago, I wrote this one, even yeah. though I have a lot banked back. Yeah, Katie and I wrote a ton last night. We were having so much fun doing it, too. It, Emily and I, y'all need, to, y'all need to try this. Y'all might have already done this. I might, this might have been what y'all were doing last night. But the other night at the dinner table, Emily and I were just having a conversation and just haikus. And it was kind of the best thing ever. That is amazing. So you should I don't try know that. If we're able to do that, but we'll listen, try. Listeners, you should try that. You ready for mine? Let's hear it. At the starting line. We prepare for a battle. Uh oh, Mario. <laughs> Got him. Uh oh. At the starting line, we prepare for a battle. Uh oh, Mario. I just I could not so, get out of my head. Uh, Mario Kart. That was a theme that you wanted to ride around. Was Mario Kart? I had no ideas or anything. Um, I think I got I landed on Uh oh, Mario, but I was trying to get Wowser Bowser in there. <laughs> Wowzer Bowser. Uh, I know. One more. But yeah. Whoops. Wowzer Bowser. Yeah. So I don't know why. Um, I think that I write them the wrong way. Well, I guess there's no wrong way to write a haiku. So I shouldn't have said that. But 
um, I definitely write my last line first. What was it? Uh oh, Mario Kart. No, just uh oh, Mario. Oh, uh oh, Mario. Oh, Mario. Dang, Mario. That's a deceiving word. It's it is a deceiving like, word. It's only five letters long, but it's three syllables. I know. It's a deceiving word, Mario. Yeah. Uh oh, Mario. I was real excited about that one. That's good. Um. Yeah, I, I just wrote mine. My uh, my theme was outlines because I was in there making this outline. Mm-hmm. So here's mine. Typing an outline. I need it to stay on track, but tracks are for trains. Typing an outline. I need it to stay on track, but tracks are for trains. I like that one. Tracks are for trains. You don't need to stay on track. You aren't riding a track. Oh, there's some depth to that. Yeah. There's not really. No, there is, man. You don't want to just... Just following the same track isn't always helpful. Sometimes you got to veer off to find something new. Yeah. And tracks are for trains, bro. Not for Tracks peeps. are for trains. Yeah. Let the I'm train stay on the track. I'm with you. Yeah. I want you to know that I am in a great mood today, even though my posture is not saying that. Like your your physical posture? Yeah. or okay. I'm just kind of chilling. It's it's hard to have good posture and like be close to the mic and these, these couches you just kind of sink into. I know. When we're not having on video, I don't feel the obligation to try to set up. Yeah, so. true that. Let's let's uh, give Alexa one more chance to end this. Hey Alexa, tell me a haiku. Order pizza. Turn on lights. Get me a car. I have my needs too. Shakes pizza. Shakes pizza. Shakes pizza. That's what I got from that. All right. I like it. Most happy haikus. I love haikus now. They're the best. I catch myself writing it. Should have a conversation with Katie some point just using haikus. Yeah, I think we will. See how it goes. It's yeah, pretty do. fun. All right. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy, happy headlines. Yeah. Yeah. Happy headlines. Happy headlines. Where we dig out the good news for you guys. Sometimes good. Last, last week wasn't necessarily good news, but it was, I thought it was somewhat funny news. I don't know if it, I still don't know if it landed or not. Um, I think you brought up a good point last week, though, that, um, Sometimes laughter can be good and comedy, and we don't. Not everything has. Not everything good has to be serious. Sometimes it can be silly, yeah. and I like that. I think anything that elicits laughter <clears throat> is good. Yeah, unless you're laughing. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay, perfect example. Not to derail us too much, but earlier when you uh, maybe didn't say a word perfectly, I laughed really hard, and it brought me a lot of joy. And I don't think that I was maliciously making fun of you. I think that it was just literally funny, and we both laughed about it, and that was it. And I think yeah. that was a good thing. That was a very good thing. So I think it was a good tempo for me. It probably wasn't good for my, for the perception of my IQ, but oh, who well, cares about that? You're also sitting next who cares? To oh, never mind. Tracks are for trains. Almost buzzed myself there. But both of my headlines are back to being more of the um, uplifting type headlines. Okay. Both of them are kind of related. Not like... They're related, like, with a, th- a theme they're around. Okay. So, you want to go first or you want me to go first? It's your call, man. I like going first because I like getting mine out of the way. Okay. go. You go first then. All right. So, my first one, the headline is, Iowa man pays for 33 people to attend college. Did you see this headline? I did not. Okay. So, this guy lives in Iowa. Um, well, first off, he, he died in 2005, um, but... The story is taking place now. 
Um, but just a little bit of background on this guy. He was a single carpenter like his whole life or like, I think it said like 67 years. Holy cow. Um, his name is Dale Schroeder. He grew up poor. He never got married and he worked as a carpenter for 67 years at the same Des Moines business. And it, people said he just like showed up to work, work, worked hard and he was super frugal. He didn't spend a lot of his money. Um, I don't know if he had like the plan to save his money in order to do what he did for these kids. Um, but yeah, he was apparently just a guy who just an everyday guy who came to work, worked hard, hustled and saved his money, was frugal with it. Um, the story kind of focused on one of the students that he paid for college for. Um, and I'm just going to read some quotes from her. This is like before this is kind of her talking about, um, her wanting to go to college, but not necessarily having the means to. And she said, I grew up in a single parent household and I had three older sisters. So paying for all four of us was never an option. It almost made me feel powerless. Like I want to do this. I have this goal, but I can't get there just because of the financial part. And she got a random phone call from this guy. She doesn't know this guy being Dale Schroeder, um, telling her that, Hey, I'm going to pay for your college. I don't know how, I don't know if she, he was just going through the phone book and he's like, Hey, that's I should call that person. Wow. Um, she said she got this phone call and just broke down into tears immediately. Um, again, these like 33 students, he never met them. He just wanted to, um, I guess just give something to people that he wasn't able to have in his life. Um, one of his friends said he was just that kind of blue collar lunch pail kind of guy. He went to work every day, worked really hard, was frugal like a lot of uh, like a lot of Iowans. Um, he said, "I never got the opportunity to go to to go to college, and so I'd like to help kids go to college." So the total amount, do you have a guess of the total amount uh, sending thirty three kids to college? How much that would be? Can I guess? Yeah, please guess. Um, I'm gonna say two and a half million. You're very close. That was a good guess. Three million. Well, just shy of three million dollars. Okay. Um, so he sent in thirty three kids to college. Again, this dude that was just a carpenter for sixty seven years. He gave gave away just shy of three million dollars in order to send these kids that he did not know to college. And when he died in in two, he died in two thousand five. Um, it said he owned two pairs of jeans and left behind a rusty Chevy truck and instructions to send small town Iowa kids to college. So he had a couple pair of jeans, a rusty, a rusty truck, and then he made sure he left instructions, um, on his plan to send these, to get the kids, the money to go to college. Um, and then another quote for a man that would never meet me to give me basically a full ride to college. That's incredible. That doesn't happen. Um, and then the part that happened just recently happened on Saturday and the 33 kids that he put through college, they gathered around his old lunchbox and dubbed themselves Dell's kids. What? And then the, the story ended, um, with saying after paying the full $80,000 college tab for, um, the student that was featured in the story and 32 other Iowans, Dell's account finally just ran out of money. So he was just, I guess he was just pulling all, like oh this whole, gosh. his whole account was just dedicated Did to. Did they meet him? Did they eventually get to meet no. him? 
I don't think I don't think any of them ever met him. She this one student talked to him on the phone and I guess met him through just like a phone call. Oh my gosh. But I don't think um I'm sure they like have seen pictures of him and know who he is now, but yeah, he was just a dude who he didn't I guess he didn't really want the the glory. He just wanted to it said he didn't have a chance to go to college, so he wanted to That's outrageous. Give these kids that he didn't know an opportunity that he didn't have. Holy cow. And the tune to the tune of $3 million worth of money. I think what's amazing, too, is that if those kids, like if they didn't graduate from college or if they didn't get a degree or whatever, your life is radically changed by that level of care and kindness. Oh, yeah. Like not The college degree I don't think will ever outweigh, um, and not that it's bad. I think it's beautiful, but the, it'll never outweigh the beauty of that gift. Yeah, and at the... Like his, he had he had this friend I forgot his name that was quoted a lot in the story, and he said when he, he like spoke to these kids I guess when they were gathering um, together on Saturday, and he said there is a catch, you just have to pay it forward in your in your life, and that's it. As a, apparently that was in the instructions that he, he left along with how to get the kids their money that they also had to pay it forward. I love that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it taught them a lesson. I'm sure it was obviously it was a huge blessing because. College is not cheap now. No, that's, not at all. That's like one of the biggest things is student debt nowadays. And but you dude, work harder too, yeah. knowing that somebody yeah. sacrificed that much yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. So good job, Dale. Dell, what a legend. Yeah, we need a couple more Dells. Yep, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> you know, transition of mine. Hold up. Let, let me go and do my other one since they're kind of connected. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think yours are going to be more of like the uh, the funny types, right? Yes. Okay. So Texas A&M. You ever heard of that school? Gig'em. Gig'em. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Okay. I'm, I'm married into a, a Texas A&M family, so I'm still kind of getting inundated with the, the whole A&M culture. It's it's a little it's a little bit uh, I don't know. It's a culture. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a culture. That's. Yeah, it's a culture. Most of the people I know that went to AM though are, are pretty stellar people. It's an acquired taste, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, but Texas AM opened the state's Texas Texas, the state, they opened the state's first four year residential college program for students with intellectual and de- developmental disabilities. Um, so this program is called Aggie Achieve. And it's Texas's first inclusive, certificate-based four-year education program for young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Again, the story uh, kind of focused on one of the students that's going to be part of this program. There's only like, I think the, the first class um, is this fall. So it's starting this fall. And there's only like four kids in the class. Um, but this story kind of focused on uh, one of the girls that's going to be part of the class too and her name is Courtney she is now 27 years old but she was born with damage to the left side of her brain she came from like a like an Aggie family like her grandfather went to A&M her dad went to A&M her mom went to A&M which I found out that seems like kind of par for the course yeah I feel like there's a lot of just like A&M families like the whole family went to A&M gotta be something something going really well if people uh, continue to send their whole families through. Yeah. So, um, but this Courtney, the girl, the girl that this article kind of focused on, um, she wanted to go to college. Um, she didn't necessarily see uh, a way 
to do it because of her disabilities. And she said, I hate when people say I can't do something. In my gut, I knew college was right for me, and I'm ready to find out uh, who I'm meant to be in life. Um, So she's joining three other students for um, the first freshman class this fall. Um, They'll have their own individualized programs and will also receive support from A&M students who are called Achieve Mates. Um, and they'll act as guides, okay. mentors, and friends for the Aggie Achieve students in their uh, four years at A&M. Um, she, this, uh, the girl, Courtney, um, she, I, th- I think she just went to like this, this summer camp on campus just to um, get her used to campus life and uh, introduce her um, to her teachers and her mentors and just get her... Um, kind of situated and comfortable with being on campus. And she said, uh, she, she just said, I love it. It feels, it feels like family. I'm the, I'm the one that gets to carry on my family tradition. So she thought a lot of this was, she wanted to be able to carry on this family tradition. And she was scared that she wasn't going to be able to, because, Mm um, just there wasn't much available. And now this has opened up. Um, and then the director of this program, um, said ultimately why any student goes to college is to get a job and to pr- prepare for life. And that's what we want for our students to be able to do, to do so as well. Mm. Um, and then this reporter that was report that, uh, put this story together. Um, mm. she, uh, asked Courtney, uh, how she feels about being an Aggie. And Courtney said, it's a word that I can't say around here. It's a word that I, I can't say for your story. And the reporter's like, you can, you can just go ahead and say it. How's, how's uh, being an Aggie make you feel? And she said, like a badass. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was cool. That's super cool. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be some, that's gotta be a little bit of pressure, you know, and that, that feeling of not being able, I don't know. I don't know how she's feeling, but that's um, one shout out to Texas A&M for, putting the time, energy, and resources into creating a program that I think is so necessary and important. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to these kids. Yeah. And and good luck in, what was her name? Courtney. Courtney. I hope yeah. you kill it over four years. Yeah. And I hope you have for fun sure. and find out who you are. Yep, for sure. I think, it's a, I think it's a cool opportunity for them. I think it's just a cool program. I don't know much about it. I hope it, hope it succeeds. And I hope the, the four kids that are, um, I guess, the debut there you go. Students in the Hold program that. just absolutely kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully other people will kind of latch on to the idea. Yeah. And that'll become more available to more people. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. All right. Let's get into yours. You ready for these? I'm ready to laugh. I don't know if you're going to laugh, but I think these are pretty pretty awesome. Okay. So my first one was on July 11th, which is also known as 7-11 Day. Oh, Oh, that makes sense because seven. Yeah, so they seven eleven day, which seven eleven day typically means free Slurpees for everyone. So they give away free Slurpees to everybody. Uh, but this year, for one special couple in Missouri, it was an extra special seven eleven day. So Rachel gave birth to a baby on seven eleven day at seven eleven. PM, weighing seven pounds, eleven ounces. What? Wait, did she? 
sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish this story. You might answer it. No, no, no. It was not. She was not born inside of a Seven Eleven. Was that you're gonna ask? Yeah. Okay. No. Just like in the parking lot. No. This baby was born on Seven Eleven day at Seven Eleven p.m. Oh, at Seven Eleven p.m. I yes. thought when you said at Seven Eleven, I didn't like finish. I didn't say p.m. I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask you if she like intentionally went to Seven Eleven to have the baby, or if it was just like one of those things. Where like, oh, it's coming now. It's and funny. It happened to be at Seven Eleven. It's okay. funny when you said that. Or whenever I said at 7-Eleven, I like questioned if it happened at 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. I know the story. Um, but yeah, she on 7-Eleven day at 7-Eleven weighing 7 pounds, 11 ounces. And uh, it was kind of interesting because she said that um, she like throughout her whole pregnancy, um, she, they're like the number 7 and 11 kept coming up. She said they just like constantly kept coming up. She didn't think anything of it. Um, she said her quote was, I thought it was weird at first, um, and I didn't know the numbers, if they meant anything. Um, and a lot of times during pregnancy, we would look at the clock and it would be seven eleven. And so they just like, these numbers just like kept, kept coming up. And, and it kind of went a little further to say like, they were just like, even in the moment shocked one that they didn't think about it, that it was actually the date was seven eleven, but the actual time of the birth was seven eleven documented and the baby weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces. And I just can't imagine what that moment was like whenever you just kept hearing the numbers. You're like, what, what? And then you start thinking back to those nine months and being like, I, those numbers always were there. I kept thinking about them. And they had even, like, the uh, her and her husband had been um, had been talking about it, too. And, like, how they, like, they would look up the clock and it would be 7-Eleven. And I just thought that. I, like, read that headline, and it does not bring a ton of substance into the world. Um, but it made me... One laugh and two laugh. Was was he just pounding his free Slurpees? He just go get like an <laughs> armful of free Slurpees after they had their baby. Yeah, I hope that they're like big Seven Eleven fans or something. Um, and they said that they were going to reach out to. I don't. First off, it's already been what almost a week or so. How has Seven Eleven not picked this up? Yeah, and Come utilize on, this content. Come this on, is a great idea for them. Um, but yeah, I thought that 7-11. was Seven Eleven at Seven Eleven. Wayne Seven. Pounds, 11 ounces. That's kind of incredible. Yeah. What are the odds of that? I, I have no idea. Not that, very. Not very. It's very interesting, too, that, that they like that they say that those numbers constantly came up. Yeah. Did you ever see any like numbers or anything that constantly came up? No. One kid was pregnant? No. I haven't seen anything either. Either that or just haven't paid attention to it. No. We kind of had a feeling that we were going to are we're going to be over yeah. into September. Um. Because our due dates are one year apart in one day, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild. Yep. Um, I guess it's not our due dates, our wives' due dates. But, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was interesting. You inspired me last week with uh, with your pee story. With a with a toilet splashback. So I figured, hey, I'm going to bring a 7-Eleven story this week. That's a good story. This story, though, this second one, I love. And I think you probably, I think we talked about this headline earlier in the week. Um but there was a kid, and he, like most kids, decided, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a lemonade stand type." But he decided instead um, that he was gonna put together, arguably, one of the better marketing ploys I've seen in a long time. And uh, the Utah police were got multiple calls, multiple calls on this kid because he was holding up a sign, and I'll show you the sign here. Just says ice cold beer. <laughs> He's probably what, like eight, nine, ten years old? Yeah. Ice cold beer. 
And he's got another sign taped to, first off, he also has like seven coolers out there. So it looks like he's just got tons of, tons of beer. And the other sign says, one a cold, one dollar. You know, like the perfect bar signs. And um, so the, this police department keeps getting calls. And so they're like, all right, we got to swing by and check on this kid. And so they roll up and they see this sign that says ice cold beer. And this kid's sitting out there by himself. And he's also got like these outfielder um, baseball player sunglasses on and these nice fresh kicks. Like he looks like he's like slinging some IPAs. <laughs> like I, I respect it so much. And uh, when you get close to the sign, right above beer, it says Root. Just real small? Yeah, and it says IBC, <laughs> Root IBC. And the other one says one a cold one in smaller letters, IBC. And so this kid's just selling Root beers. <laughs> but he's got these signs, and people are pulling over. Some people are calling the police, which I get. Um, no shade to that. You probably should have at least, I think, before calling the police, like gone over there. Yeah. And uh, just seen what he was actually selling. The, the ones... The people that they needed to call the police on were the people that were actually stopping, grabbing that <laughs> ice cold beer in their car. The, the very, very, yeah, they're just immediately slamming the brakes. And, and if I if I'm gonna be honest, and I was driving home and I saw a kid selling ice cold beer, I would probably pull over um, just to see. I just want to know. Yeah, because you otherwise you're just gonna tell people a story and you're gonna say, hey, I saw this kid when I was driving home. He was selling beer on the side <laughs> of the road, and they're gonna be like, was it really beer? And you're gonna say, I don't know, but it said ice cold beer. <laughs> So you got to know. You got to find oh, out. Oh, man. Um, and so the police department, you know, it's a, um, uh, the police department posted out and said this young man, um, and I love always when, like, they post, like, in the area of 600 South, 200 East, um, has a twist on a lemonade stand. Yep. He's selling beer. Root, root beer, <laughs> that is. His marketing strategy has resulted in several calls to the BCPD, um, but apparently it's paid off and business has been good. This dude just slanging IPAs. I mean, IBCs. IBCs. Not to get him in trouble. Um, <laughs> I also slightly hoped they had a hidden cooler somewhere. <laughs> he's, he's actually like, hey, if you want the if you want the good stuff, yeah. slip me an extra fifty cents, and yeah. I'll get you an IPA. Yeah, we'll get you we'll get you the good beer. But yeah, man, I I thought that was genius, man. He he just setting out. It looks like in the pictures, it's a it's a fairly nice neighborhood. And actually, now that I'm kind of zooming on this picture, it kind of looks like behind him might be a church. Look at that. Oh, it might be a church building. That's for sure a church. This dude's sitting out in the parking lot of a church, just just slinging. Just slinging some beer. Some root beer. And I think, one, I think it's great, and I think, two, I think people should take note of his marketing strategy. For sure. You know, he caught someone's attention. You get over there, and it's like, it's one buck. Yeah. That's his kid. He's just sitting there. Give him a dollar. So, real proud of him. Um, it does not say his name in the article, which is probably good. Yeah. That's um, very good. I never think about that. That's, so. that's some well-placed fine print. It is. And it's there. That's the funny part is I'm sure um, this kid's got some great parents with a great sense of humor um, that allowed him to do it. But um, the sign was clearly made to say ice cold beer. And then he clearly afterward wrote um, the root part. How, how small is the root part? I mean, you, when you're, when, you're I, I, when you zoom in, uh, you can I, see it. Yeah, I can kind of see it. But now. when you I'm zoom out on yeah, the picture, you cannot see nah, it at all. It looks like a smudge. That's incredible. Yeah, really, really well played. So, <laughs> shout out to my man, slinging root beer, slinging the root beer. Yeah, I love that. Man, that's awesome. I was really happy. I, I just, I, I did it different this week. Yeah, I decided to go the less serious route because of you. So, thank you for your encouragement. Yeah, those were perfect. I liked them. Seven Eleven and ice cold beer. Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven. 
I gotta go find this kid. I know. Did it say like what uh, where it was located? Not his like actual You're, location, but like state. I don't know if I can tell you, man. You can't. It doesn't say in the article. Yeah, it does say he's in Utah. Oh. Um. Yeah, he's in Utah. I can give you somewhat the uh, area. Well, I bet, well, I bet he already has like a Yelp page or something that some somebody set up for him. You know what we should we, do? We can probably just search for him, and it'll come up in the local Utah searches, like kids' ice cold beer stand. We're gonna we're gonna reach out to this kid and try to get him on the Modern Bad Men podcast. Yeah, we should for marketing strategy. We should. I think that would be awesome to call him in. I don't know. How, we should for sure try and do that. I think that would be. He'd fun. be a great guest. He'd be a great guest. I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. Oh, man. All right. You got any for goodness sakes? I do. Let's hit it. For goodness sake. I almost hit the wrong button there. I kind of, my brain kind of locked up there for a second. You're having to do a lot, man. I almost hit the wrong one. Will you tell the people what for goodness sake means? For goodness sake is us finding the good in a seemingly bad situation or circumstance. So that's what it's all about. We, I, I do want to say this almost like every time that we are not trying to like discount grief people feel. We are not trying to discount the real emotions people feel. Yep. Um, we know that there are certain situations where there might not be any good in the situ in that particular situation, but um, we're going to do our best to find the good in uh, um, these these situations that we pick out. Um, so that being said, um, my article is about, you heard about this New York power outage, right? I did. So there's this huge power outage and this was, this was, I think this was like, um, a week ago. So, um, this isn't current, current, but still, it's still pretty current. So there's this huge, uh, power outage in New York and it kind of shut down everything in New York, which New York is a pretty, uh, not not a very good city to have a power outage in. No, no, no. Like with all the subways and just, sandwiches. Yeah, the subway sandwiches. Like you can't eat a, you can't eat a subway sandwich in the dark. No, it's not gonna be toasted. It's not gonna be toasted. And if you're pregnant, you gotta have that meat cooked. Yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have that deli meat heated up a little bit. I, I didn't know that. I learned that because yeah. apparently wisteria or something. You can get it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Ebola. Um, I don't. Yeah, um, but yeah, they had this power outage, which is. Probably a scary thing in New York. Subway shutting down, people stuck on subways because they're shut down. Businesses, that gives me high yeah, anxiety. Yeah, businesses can't run. Like, if you're going to visit there, all of a sudden your vacation's kind of ruined. There's just like a lot of stuff. Businesses affected, transportation affected, could quickly turn to chaos. And I think, I think there was like some, obviously there was some chaos and some um, people who kind of took advantage of it and probably like broken to some, some places and stole some stuff. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that going on, but the good part of this, the good part of this, and I didn't even have to search for the good. It was just there. So during the, this massive power outage, um, which also affected Broadway. Have you seen anything about this? The Broadway performers during no, the power? Okay. I haven't seen any of this. Oh, okay. Besides that knowing that it happened. So this, this, uh, power outage also affected Broadway. So everything went down on Broadway, um, performances were canceled. Um, mm. People were super bummed that they were planning on going to see this Broadway show. Yeah, they traveled Mul- there multiple Broadway to see shows. Uh huh. And all of a sudden, they're canceled because of a power outage. Well, what happened was 
there were some cast members from multiple shows that just took the performance out to the street and they just performed on the street for the people. What? Um, and I, I forget all the, uh, the shows that it mentioned, but there's like multiple, like Hamilton did some stuff. Um, I think Lion King did some stuff. Um, so there's instances of Broadway cast members taking performances out to the streets. So the people, um, got like a little bit of something, even though they were expecting a whole show, they still got, um, a little performance from these cast members, which their tickets were refunded. So they'll get to go back and actually see the, actually see the full show. There's stories, there are stories of that stories of, um, like people stepping up and like directing traffic while, um, they were waiting for police to like assume their, uh, get back to their stations at like chaotic intersections. So there's just normal people like, taken upon themselves to make sure people were still able to like drive safely with like lights being with uh, uh, street lights being out and all that. Um, and then there's this choir. It's like this, uh, this like travel type choir, like comprised of members from like different States. And they were supposed to perform like kind of like a once in a lifetime performance at Carnegie hall. And then that got canceled. So they just took their performance outside and performed right outside Carnegie hall. Um, so just uh, people's response to that, like it could have been just straight chaos yep. and confusion and people being being angry. How long was the power outage? Um, I think it like affected different areas of New York for different amounts of time. Okay. Um, I think it was like three plus hours in okay. most places. Long time. Which once it gets to that time, you're like, is the power actually going to come back on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start questioning if the power is actually going to come back on after like an hour probably. I, I usually question, like, after 15 minutes, like, gosh, it's been 15 minutes. Am I ever going to have power again? Yeah, no power. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And we're going to heat up um, these pizza rolls. Yeah, just people's responses to that. They they took it upon themselves to find the good, and yep. they delivered the good to just normal, normal, as normal people, as cast members, as choirs, just delivering the good to people in the streets. And um, it looked like I watched a couple of videos, and it looked like, just like normal people in the streets were affected by these people finding the good in the situation. And yeah. So it's just kind of people um, stepping up. It's kind of contagious, uh, you know, with the traffic and all that. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And also real bummer to travel there and not get to see the show you're hoping to see mm -hmm. or, you know, be in New York in that situation. But that's a once in a lifetime opportunity to see these high level performers free Mm -hmm. Come out into the street. They could have just gone home. Yeah, and performed. That would be so amazing. Yeah, bad situation turned great. Yeah, that that one was not hard to find the good in because yeah. the, the people in the story did it for me. Yeah, they delivered the good. Yeah, which is cool because that is a bad situation, mm -hmm. and it'd been easy just to gripe about it and to get frustrated about the infrastructure or why that it even happened. But yeah, that's super cool, man. That's a good one. Golly, that is loud. Over there. Hey, it's okay, man. It sounded great. Oh, thanks, man. I was going to rush you and then I caught myself. Um, is it my turn? Mm hmm Okay. I love the story for some reason. Um, but it's not great. So this guy named John Joe Riley, um, and he is a barber and has been for a really long time. Um, he's 84 years old. And he was walking up the stairs of his barber shop to go to um, his apartment to make a sandwich at lunch. And he heard what he thought was a bomb going off. Oh. Um, and so the 84-year-old barber he ran downstairs, 
Um, and it wasn't an explosion. It was a red Subaru um, that was entirely inside of his barbershop. Jeez. And so here's a picture of it. Oh, dang. This person just rolled through, and it was actually, you come to find out, the it was a lady coming for her um, appointment. And she just, I guess, whiskey throttled the gas and just parked it into the into his whole store. And so he said he would like as he was coming down there. Uh, oh, it did say like amazingly, it didn't hit five employees and the patrons who were inside. Like no one got hit. That's kind of miraculous. Yeah. And so it's uh, and it, so basically it just destroyed his building. And so he said that he just looked at the car and thought, like, what are we going to do? And this is all he's done. And this is his life, his mm-hmm. business. And so um, it, basically that, that, this all happened on May 8th. And so he was just broken, and he was trying to figure out what to do. And there was a – there's another salon down the street. And this lady, Roseanne, saw – heard it, came outside and saw it. And she'd never talked to Joe ever. And she just was just – she said she remember just like sitting there and being heartbroken that, you know, this guy's store is ruined. So she walked down there and just said like, hey, I've got a couple chairs open in my salon if you want to come work down here. And he kind of brushed her off because he was dealing with like the insurance and the police and the fire department, make sure everything was okay. And um, he ends up basically living in a hotel that's paid for by insurance but he's not working he has nowhere to work he's everyone had been telling him for years like you're gonna have to retire at some point but he didn't want to retire because um and i've never gotten to experience this but i've seen it on tv but he just talked about like the barbershop life of like being in a barbershop and like just talking about like sports and politics and like building community and he just loved it and so but he found himself in this hotel um, and it says in here that his car was actually parked he left his car parked at the store and it made it seem like, I've read it a couple of times, but it made it seem like the car was actually helping keep the structure up. Oh. Like he just didn't have anything to do. Like, And, and, and that might be wrong. I'm sure that's not legal. Um, but yeah, he was just going crazy. Like this day-to-day community was gone. His business was gone. And so he finally got to a point in the hotel where he was just done. So he went and talked to um, Roseanne. was like, hey. Um, I'm going to take you up on this and I'm going to take one of your chairs. And so um, he had never worked for, he hadn't worked for anybody else in 50 years or whatever. So he just started walking in and his, all of his patrons started coming to this new salon and they just started working there and um, he fell in love with it. He, uh, like all of his workers also got to find places and had places to go. Um, but he said for 54 years, I've been doing my own thing, but I feel like, um, but I feel like I've been here forever. I was a nervous wreck, but they made me feel so comfortable. And so um, this lady opened up her shop and he fell in love with working there. And she fell in love with the salon. They asked them like, um, you know, are you excited that he's gonna get his place back? And they said, we don't want him to go. We want him to stay here with us. And so, yeah, I mean, this poor dude who had all this, all this stuff going, loved how life was going. And in one moment, it seemed like everything got taken away from him. Yeah. But it allowed this lady to have the opportunity um, to open up her doors to somebody and to have new patrons come in and get to know more people. And then um, he fell in love with it too. He felt loved and taken care of. And so um, I think it. I think he will go back um, once his shop is fixed. Uh, but right now he said he's real excited. 
And the cool thing too is um, where some of his other workers went and worked at some other salons, and those salon owners said that uh, they were such like amazing people and hard workers. And so whatever Joe's doing, he's doing something yeah. really well. Yeah. And uh, has a has a great uh, great squad. So yeah, it was just really sad. I found uh, I was sitting here. I found this picture. There's Joe. Good job, Joe. Yeah. He look he looks happy. He does look happy. And that I believe is that, that, the, is, is that the other it is the other salon owner. And so they're buddies now. Cool. And they they had worked down the street from each other, a block or two away from each other, never met. So another buddies. It's an unfortunate way to have to meet. It is. But it, turned out great. it sounds like it turned out great. Yeah. So shout out to Joe. And hopefully he uh gets uh his salon back or his barbershop back and also hopefully the lady in the Subaru is fine. Yeah. I think she is. Hopefully. And the fact that nobody. Yeah, that's incredible. I have, there's not a picture of the inside. That, but that, that car is like in there. Yeah. And it's I mean, you think about a bar, they're not huge. Yeah. They usually have rows on both sides. Yeah. And so I guess the car went right in the middle. I have no idea. Ah, uh, real bummer. That would be terrifying just sitting there getting your hair cut and all of a sudden it sounds like a bomb's going off. Yeah. And you look up and there's a car in your store. Yeah. And not only did um, it mess up his, like where he works, but his home's there. Oh man! And so it took a lot from him, and so um, it made it not structurally sound, and so really kind of a bummer situation that, through the kindness of a neighbor and through his positive outlook, turned into um, a beautiful chapter. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I remember uh, something somewhat similar, not to our business, but a car ran into the house I grew up in when I was when I was growing up. I, th- I guess we were how old are we? Were we seniors? Yeah, we were 18. Juniors or seniors. 17, 18. And that was kind of terrifying because, like, we were coming home, and I sh- like, was getting phone calls asking if my parents were okay, and I had no idea what had happened. And I got home, and there's a car in our house, like, right, like, into our kitchen. And fast. Kind of, kind of the same story. Luckily, nobody was hurt. I don't know. It was, like, right around dinner time so there should have been somebody in the kitchen doing dishes yep. or, or something but everybody just happened to be in the back i just happened to it was like the one night of the year where yep what we were doing that night went later than usual so i yep. got i got home later and if i didn't get home later i might not be here because there's like a, a brick through the computer screen which i probably would have been at the computer for sure so I just would have caught a brick to the back of the head. The brick was lodged yeah. in the computer screen, and that yeah. would have been in the back of your head. Yeah, that would have been in the back of my head, most likely. So there's there's a lot of stuff. There was a toaster in the ceiling. There's a toaster in the yeah. That was the strangest stuff. There's a toaster in the ceiling. The, their uh, their yard was from where the car hit the curb to where the house was twenty yards. Oh yeah, twenty five thirty yards. There's some distance. And there was no tire tracks in the yard. Yeah, this, so the this, car was going fast enough that it flew through the air and hit the house. Yeah. There's a, a lot of incredible stuff that happened. I think that, I remember that, that you're sorry for interrupting you. No, you're good. I think I remember that your sister was coming in town that weekend and your parents were in her room. Yeah. Uh getting the room ready or something. Yeah. And so otherwise they would have more than likely been in the living room or the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Which both areas were almost destroyed. And I, th- I think they said that my cousin was over there for some reason, and he had like done all the dishes and stuff earlier than normal to like, I guess, so they could go get the room fixed up and everything. So there's a, there's a bunch of crazy stuff that happened. Like 
this me getting home later than usual, them being in the back of the house. But yeah, animals were fine. Animals were fine. It was completely okay. And the person in the car, um, we still don't know who it was. He's he's like a he's like a myth. There's I've, we've heard so many different stories about him. I know. He's, he's, he's I got a lot of theories. Some type of like legend or something. I don't know. Completely vanished. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, but, everybody was fine. That was the, that's still one of the craziest. Yeah. Craziest stories. Yeah. You well, just doubled up and brought a personal good news story. I know. Well, it was it was like so much like the one yeah. you just talked about. So. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, again, we do want to launch an, uh, another segment to uh, to end our episodes off. Um, to bring our listeners in. So, if you listen to this, if you enjoy it. Um, even if you don't, if you want to participate in our podcast, send your good stories, um, people that you think need to be celebrated to listen to the good mm-hmm. at gmail.com, and we will feature them in their own segment to end each podcast. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a fantastic week. And as always, just be on the lookout for the good. Come on.